0: All right, so has anybody ever asked yourself, why is my life currently the way it is? Anybody ever said that? Good or bad? N- like, a quarter of the people? Really? Has anybody ever asked? Ever? Thank you, Nikki. Thank you. Um, I have. And maybe you think, why is it? Could it be because of the choices I've made? Yeah. That's, that's huge, right? Well, good or bad choices, that'll, that'll definitely affect uh, your life, right? Could it be because of your boss? Maybe. Some people are like, they're in church, they're like, no. And then on the inside, they're like, yeah, it's all my boss's fault, right? But we're in church because we're not, we're not going to say that. Is it because of your lack of education? Maybe. Maybe. But have you ever thought to think that it might be because who you surround yourself with? who you hang around because you become who you hang around, believe it or not. If you don't like the way you are, you need to check who you're hanging around with, right? If you're hanging around with people who smoke dope, you're probably going to do that. Galio uh, shared his testimony at the the neighborhood Bible study, which he comes to, but he's not in our neighborhood, Um, so I don't know how that works. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just playing. (laughs) But um, he was talking about the people that he hung out with. And what I got out of it was, because of the people he was hanging around with, the temptations were there to do drugs, to do meth, to do a bunch of crazy stuff. On, um, he said, the, the slopes when he would snowboard, I said, wow, it does matter who you hang around with. So the title of my message is, Check Your Circle. What's your circle? What is that? What I've been talking to you about? It's the people around you, the people who you associate yourself with, right? Because believe it or not, the people who you surround yourself with will either help you succeed in life or help you fail in life, right? Does does anybody agree with that? Um, So we were recently at the movies on Friday and we saw Lion King. Has anybody ever seen Lion King? Anybody go see the new Lion? Well, it's not new, it's a remake with real fake stuff. Yeah, because it's not really real, but it's, yeah. Anyway, live action, they call it, right? And I'm watching this movie, and I'm having the, you know, I'm thinking about what I'm going to talk about, and I already had this title in, in, my, in my spirit that this is what the Lord wanted, and, um, you know, Mufasa, I'm never going to name my kid Mufasa, but it's kind of a cool name. You know, he had an evil evil brother, Scar, right? But he never kicked Scar out of the pride, right? Out of this clan. And I was thinking, you know, as the story's going and it's coming, and I'm like, man, i got to watch Mufasa die in live action. Why did I come to this movie? It was bad enough in cartoon land. And I get to actually see it in, like, real fake life. And... Um, you know, it's happening, you know, Scar leads you know, Simba down to the canyon, and uh, the hyenas have this stampede run through there, and you know, Simba's you know, in trouble, right? He could die. And so Mufasa goes and saves him, but at the expense of his own life. And actually, Mufasa gets all the way to the top, and that's where Scar meets him. And uh, he kills him, he hits him, and he falls. It's just t- sad. Rachel was like, <laughs> crying. I'm like, you already knew it was going to happen. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> And it's so sad. But it was a consequence of him not kicking Scar out of his circle. Even though it was, he was his brother. Even though he had, they had a connection. Even though he loved him. But what happened? It costed him his life. Right? That's kind of like one end of the spectrum. But it, it could happen. Somebody in your circle could take you out. And the Lord's been leading you to get rid of them. That's for somebody this morning. The Lord's been dealing with you for years to get rid of this one person or a couple people, and you haven't because you love them. You need to show them the love of Christ. Well, that's that's not a bad thing, but if the Lord says, hey, you need to distance yourself from these people, from this person, then you need to do it. And believe God that somebody else maybe can show them the light. Maybe it's not supposed to be you. So as the movie keeps going on, you know, Simba leaves, Scar tells him, leave and never return or never come back. So he leaves and, you know, he meets Timon and Pumbaa, right? Akuna Matata. <laughs> Akuna Matata. Means no worries for the rest of your days. Oh, I was loving it. It's our problem-free philosophy. Hakuna Matata. Right? but that's what Simba needed to hear Simba had the, the guilt the shame the condemnation because Scar made him feel like it was his fault that he killed his, killed his dad so the circle that Simba had helped propel him into his destiny and you have Nala come in and she's like we need you and then he has this vision and he goes and beats Scar up and it's a good story right? right? It's like American culture, right? Maybe you disagree or agree with that. but So on one hand, Mufasa, the person he left in his circle he was supposed to kick out, killed him. And on the other side, you have Simba, whose circle propelled him. So really, that's the two choices we have, right, in life. We can choose to keep the people that we should kick out, or we can find the people that we're supposed to have, and they can propel us. What about uh, a biblical example? Look at Samson. Right? That guy had girl problems, man. Wow. I mean, she only tried to kill him like two or three times, and he just wouldn't, he just wanted to keep hanging around this lady. Praise the Lord. Um, <laughs> and uh, well, what happened? He ended up telling his story to her of how he got his strength, and she cut off his hair. And that was the source of his power, right? Really, it was just the Lord, and he, he was disobedient, and as soon as he said that, the Lord left him, the Bible says. And uh, well, guy's eyes gouged out. That would hurt. Um, and then ultimately, you know, he has his last hurrah, but he should have never had Delilah in his circle that close to him, right? He should have gotten away from her. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. What about uh, Pastor Mac, how he talked about um, on, a, on a good example, Pastor Mac last weekend. Wasn't he great? Yeah. And Stephen, you're great as well. Let's just give him yeah. hand clap. Yeah. He did so good Woo. last week. So good. And uh, Pastor Mac, he was an usher for 20 years. And he said, "If I did not have my usher friends I would not have made it. Made it through what? The death of his daughter? His grandson got kidnapped all around the same time. But you know, he had a circle, right? That's why we plug connection groups. That's why we plug helps teams. It's nice to hear somebody say, that's what got me through it, right? But he had a good circle. He had people encouraging him, you're gonna make it, right? I know this doesn't seem fair, this doesn't make sense, but you know, God's got the final word, right? The cross, we sing a song called The Cross Has the Final Word, right? (laughs) Amen. We're gonna go to scripture, just give me a second. I wanna tell you this one statement real quick. Are the people around you helping you to gain in life, or are they draining you of life? Because people will drain you of life, right? Always complaining. Always saying the bad, complaining about their boss. I mean, you know some people like that. They're like, my spouse. I'm like, "Oh, okay. And we're going to talk about that later, um, because there's hope for you and your spouse, right? Maybe you're like, because you're?" Your spouse should be in your circle. <laughs> Let us just get that clear out of the way. Some of you, I don't want you to take this message and be like, these pastors said uh, uh, that I need to get rid of some people in my circle, so spouse, I'm just not going to talk to you. No, no, no. There's, there's something called grace, and uh, we need to have grace for our spouses, right? So let's turn to Exodus 17, and we're going to read verse 8 through 13, but again, I want to say that are the people around you helping you to gain in life or drain you of life? It's a good question. Maybe you should ask yourself of each person that's in your life that you have in your circle. Are they helping me to gain? Are they pushing me forward? Are they propelling me into my destiny? Or are they just draining the life out of me? Some people you hang around, you can... I literally feel more tired after I hang out with them. Like they're sucking the life out of me with all their negativity and all their complaining you know we shouldn't be that people right i'm going to talk about being vulnerable later and that we do need to be vulnerable with our circle but there's there's being vulnerable and then there's just flat out complaining right. you know um, so let's read in Exodus 17 verse 8 i'm going to be reading out of the new living translation it said while the people of israel were still in raphidim the warriors of amalek attacked them Moses commanded Joshua, choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us. Tomorrow I will stand at the top of the hill holding the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Hur, that's a funny name. What up, Her? <laughs> Climbed up to the top of a nearby hill. You know, if Aaron and her hadn't gone up with Moses, they wouldn't have won this victory. As long as Moses held the staff, held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But check this out. Whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. So Aaron and her are seeing this. They're like, well, this is not good. I mean, we used to do this... Um, exercise and weight class. It was one of our tests. At the beginning of each quarter, we would hold like two eight-pound dumbbells, and we would just hold them out like this. See how long we could go. I only got like a minute. It was terrible. It hurt. So I'm like, Moses is strong. You know, right? But you can't go all night holding out the staff of God like this. You know, he's probably taking turns. So Aaron and her are seeing this, and it says, Moses' arms soon became so tired he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and her found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands. So his hands held steady until sunset. And as a result, say, as a result, result. Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. You know, if you don't have friends that can hold up your hands, why why are they in your circle? Right? If you don't have friends that are going to keep your head up, why are they in your circle? Come on. If, if Pastor Mac didn't have those people, his usher friends encouraging him, if he didn't have those people saying you're going to make it, right? Jesus has the last say in this situation. You're going to make it. If they keep, if they weren't speaking life in this situation, he wouldn't have made it. I think a lot of us tumble because we don't have these people to say this stuff into our lives, right? And, um, you know, whether it's sickness, divorce, lost your job, whatever, some, whatever that bad thing happened, whatever the evil day was, right? You know what? When I got my circle, I'm going to make it. They're going to help me. They're going to be there to hold my hands up when I can not anymore, all right? They're going to give me a stone to sit on. They're going to say, you're going to make it, right? You're going to make it. Sometimes those words will help you make it. Somebody else saying it. You know, Jesus, he says where two or three are gathered, I'm in the midst, right? Jesus is saying you can make it. I'm going to talk about that. Jesus, you're like, I don't have a circle. Maybe, maybe you're kind of a lone wolf. You know, you shouldn't be lone wolf. That's not the way God designed it. He designed fellowship. That's why he created us. He designed us to have fellowship with him. That's why there's always a yearning desire for us to seek a higher power. Even people who say there's no God, right? I think deep down they still wish, you know, that there's some, somebody higher than them. But God wants this. You know, God has a circle. In Revelation, you read there's 24 elders sitting around the throne. If God, the creator of the universe, has a circle, what makes us think we can lone wolf this life by ourselves? Hmm? God needs connection, right? I guess Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the angels weren't enough company, right? He needed us, He wanted us, He wanted kids, right? So he wants to beef up His circle. Amen. You know, our circle should only be maybe three to ten people of the close knit. You know, God can handle like millions and billions because He's God, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my next point, and I don't want to go too much longer because I want you guys to go out and uh, look at the connection groups. If you can't be vulnerable in your circle, you need a new circle. you got to be able to be vulnerable. Jesus was. You're like, what? I don't know. Let's take a look at Scripture. I like Scripture. I like Bible. Let's go to Matthew 26. Sometimes you need to read the Bible for yourself to find out what it says, not just take somebody else's word for it. Matthew 26 and we're going to read verse 36 through 43 out of the New Living Translation. Josh, you there? He's not there yet? Okay, we'll give Josh a little bit of time here. Nikki's helping him now. Oh, praise the Lord. All right, they're there. Yeah, she's in his circle. That's why. That's why you need somebody in your circle, ladies and gents. When you can't find Matthew 26, they're right there. All right, Matthew 26, verse 36 through 43. You know, this is when Jesus is about to go to the cross, right before. It says, Then Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane. And he said, sit here while I go over there and pray. And then he took his circle. He took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John. He had the twelve, but then he had his inner circle. And they also with him when he got transfigured on the mountain as well. And what does it say here? And he became anguished and distressed. And he told them, what did he tell them? My soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Whoa. What did he tell them? My soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Does anybody's soul feel like it's been crushed with grief? Never lost somebody close? Like a mom, dad, sibling, daughter, son, cousin, you know, friend. Or maybe it was you lost your job and you've been working your whole life for this job and you're no longer in that position in that job. I think your soul would be crushed, right? Maybe not to the point of Jesus because he's about to take on the sins of the world. But look, he said he had to be able to express that out. If you don't have a circle where you can do that, you might lose the battle. Why? It's because, I keep going back, you need people that are going to say faith things in the midst of fear. You need people to speak life in your situation. Right? Maybe people to tell you what's up if you're doing something you shouldn't be doing. Right? We need to keep reading. Because poor Jesus' circle, they didn't do a very good job. Um, stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little farther and bowed his face to the ground, praying, My Father, if it's possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. let see how his circle's doing. Then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. <laughs> That's wonderful. Hey, I just was vulnerable with you, and now you're sleeping. Couldn't you watch even with me even one hour? Keep watch and pray so that you don't give into temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Then Jesus left them a second time and prayed, My Father, if this cup cannot be taken away unless I drink it, your will be done. When he returned to them again, he found them sleeping. For they couldn't open their eyes. That's a bad example of how to uh, be a good friend, right? <laughs> um, you'd think they would, have, they would have sensed the urgency in his voice. But even when your circle doesn't seem to be doing the function that they need to be doing, you have your Father. Right? His Father was right there with Him. You know, Jesus is right there with you. Right? And maybe you don't have people right now you can count on, and we'll talk about practical ways how to find people to um, get in your circle. But I know somebody who always wants to be in your circle. Oh, come on. Somebody who will never leave you nor forsake you. A friend who sticks closer than a brother. Right? The prince of peace. The lion of the tribe of Judah. The creator of the universe. Oh, come on, you guys need to get excited with me. <laughs> I need to get excited. Gallio told me, he's like, you know, you're just not a lively person. I'm like, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. <laughs> but you need people, right? And it starts with Jesus. Jesus is the center. Jesus is the center of it all. And if you don't have anybody right now, you got Jesus. Right, Where two or three are gathered in his name, well, Jesus will always be your number two. Right? It starts with him. And Jesus will help vet other people to get in your, you know, the people that you're thinking about getting in your circle. Come on, he took took your pain, he took your grief. So don't get down and be like, I don't know, I don't have anybody. Yeah, you do. You have somebody. His name is Jesus, right? When you feel down, his name is Jesus. When you're sick, his name is Jesus. Come on, we saying what a beautiful name it is. What a powerful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. And you have him on the inside of you. Oh, that's good, that's good. So your circle will either make you a better person or it'll make you a worse person, like I said. I think we need to be honest with ourselves today and identify, go home and identify how healthy is my circle. How are the people around me? Are they helping me? You know, do good things? Or are they helping me get into trouble? <laughs> right? And maybe, um, well, it all goes back. It's all your choice, right? You can't even blame other people. It's the people you've chosen to have access into your life. You know, Jesus will help you with this. Jesus had a circle, Paul had a circle, Paul had Timothy. Paul had Silas. Paul had John Mark, right? Um, What about Daniel? Who did he have? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? Mark Hankins always said, you need three or four crazy friends, right? They're pretty crazy. They got thrown into a furnace because they wouldn't uh, bow down to the king. But that was Daniel's circle. Do you think some of these great people of the Bible, do you think they could have done everything they did if they didn't have... The circle around them that they had? You said it already. Jesus had a circle. We need a circle, right? So he'll help you identify. He'll help you um, find these people because they're here. You know, we got people in here that want to be in your circle, right? If it wasn't for um, me being connected and the youth band, you know, Growing up with Tim and all these other people, and Brian, and I don't know where I'd be, because high school's not an easy place, right? You get tempted all the time to do things you shouldn't be doing. And uh, I had a great circle, you know, growing up, but I knew that if I was going to shift into my destiny, I needed to leave um, I still talk with my friends, you know that I have that I had in school, but I needed to change my circle. Because I knew there was only so much that these people were going to be able to take me. If they are only going to take me to here, I needed to be up here. And the people in here that I had could take me to that next level. Maybe you haven't gone to the next level in your life because you haven't changed your circle. There's some people that only can help you so far. And it's not their fault. But if they're, you know, complaining and, you know, doing all the other things and dragging you down, draining you of life... That's moving, that's going backwards, right? That's not helping you go forward. Amen? All right, so what's some practical things we can do here? They're like, well, I don't have any, anybody to, you know, to be vulnerable with to, to help me, you know? Well, start out by going through your contacts, your contact list. Find the top 20 people you think could be in your circle. And then just start by having, like, Starbucks or lunch with them and see how the conversation goes. If you open up a little bit and then they change the subject, probably not a good indication that they want to be in your circle, right? Like, oh man, work was tough today. And they like, well, how about this weather? You know, if they change the subject of like that, probably not good to be in your circle, right? And then see if you can find three to five of them. It's gonna take work, right? But it's worth it because we need to be connected. Or maybe um, another idea is, Hello, connection groups, right? You know, if you go out there and the Lord will lead you to the right group, right? And I have a feeling He has a couple people in there that could be in your circle. You know, connection is vital. It's like a like a rope, you know, uh, all the strands of rope, but when you put them together, it's almost unbreakable, right? It's so strong. It's like Cinderella's hair, you know. Is it Rapunzel? Really? I'm not going to be able to go home today. The Disney princess will scourge me. <laughs> oh. What is the name? Rapunzel. She. She's Rapunzel? She's the one with the hair and the thing and they climbed? Okay. Okay. Good to know. Thank you. You guys are in my circle, man. You guys helping me out. See? It's always good to have the circle, cause then you won't embarrass yourself as much while you're preaching to everybody in the world. So, all right, what did, what do we get out of today? Check your circle, right? This will take work, and if you're lazy about it and you have a bad circle, it could be don't don't come crying to somebody else later and be like, oh, hey, did you check your circle? Did you have the people around you that you needed to be around? Hey, I'm always getting in trouble. I'm always in trouble with the law. I'm always doing this. I'm always doing that. Did you check your circle? Hmm. And it's not their fault. It's your fault, right? I mean, you can change that. You can change you, and you can start with Jesus, right? He always wants to be in your circle. He always wants to hang out. He always wants to talk. He's always with you. In the midst of your storm, in the midst of your muck, he's always going to be right there. All right? So why don't we stand up?